0: All Sign Norm coming to you all today with episode 45, four, five, that is uno, dos, twice, cuatro, cinco, cuatro, cinco, coming in live, episode 45, <laughs> it's Norm coming to you with another episode of Scruffy City Sports, coming into the one and only Top Gun anthem by the man, uh, actually I don't think this was Kenny Loggins, I think people probably can sh- think this was Kenny Loggins, maybe it's Kenny Loggins on the guitar, I don't know, but What's going on, my fine people of Knox, Vegas, the scruffy city that is Knoxville. How's it going? It is Sunday, September the 22nd. It is a beautiful day outside. Uh, It is Sunday afternoon. The sun is shining. There's a few clouds in the sky. It is a balmy 66 degrees. Fall is in the air. However, if you're from East Tennessee, this is what we call fake fall. Um, it's not real fall. This is first fall. Uh, we always have a fall and then another several days, maybe weeks of 80-plus degree weather with 100% humidity. So we're in that first fake fall stage. This gets all the girls, all those uh, girls getting their, their PSLs at the Starbys um, ready to get fall weather going. We've got that girl Han Solo look, the long boots, the vests, and the long shirts underneath if you know you know on that one with the han solo fit uh, i can't say much because i'm ready for cardigan sweaters and all that fun stuff but let's get down to brass tacks shall we i really don't know what that saying means but i, I do know that people use it so but let's talk about it. one second let's just listen to this real quick you might be saying norm are you listening to top gun well before we talk about ut football it's going to bring us all down and in a bad mood norm's been trying to plan out his halloween attire this year for 2021 uh you might not know it but i've been trying to grow some type of mustache uh upper lip carpet whatever you want to call it Uh, and i feel like as a 38 year old i've finally accomplished that and so this year i kind of want to flaunt the stash because you know it's it's really big that the kids are doing it these days Um, And so, you know, I like to relive my inner frat boy as much as I can. So I'm going to try and go for that stash look. So you might be like, Top Gun, Maverick? No, Maverick doesn't have a mustache. But who does have a mustache? Goose, Anthony Edwards, and his son Miles Teller, who's in the remake if it ever comes out. Paramount, please come on, just release Maverick Top Gun 2. The people have been wanting it for three years now, and you keep pushing it back another year. So September 2022, I'll be ahead of the curve with my pilot jumpsuit and all that fun stuff. So I'm thinking about going as Goose uh, from Top Gun. Got the full fit. I'm ready for that. I just need some black tactical, black uh, military boots uh, that I will probably secure. Uh, I'll get the bag, as the kids say, uh, pretty in the next several days maybe. And what I'm thinking about that. Then I'm thinking about going as like a Kevin Costner with the mustache from Yellowstone kind of fit. Uh, throwing in all the hip words these days. Uh, fit, uh, you know... I think he does khakis, boots, denim shirt, vest, cowboy hat, yellow Carhartt gloves. There's there's outfit number two. Outfit number three, I'm thinking about doing the one and only Ted Lasso uh, because why not? It's a great show. I have one of the Ted Lasso uh, sweatshirts. Just throw on a, a button up with that. Got the mustache. Get you a whistle at the Wally World and a soccer ball. Boom, and you're there. Man, I timed that perfectly as Top Gun was ending out there for us. Uh, but let's get down to it. I don't want to talk about it. I, d- I don't know. This is probably, what, week two? I didn't say this about the Tennessee Tech game because who cares about Tennessee Tech? We'll beat them. About the Pittsburgh game, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel as a UT fan. I'm going to say it again, and this is a running thing. I'm conflicted. One, we look like we're we're playing better. Two, we, we were in that game for a while, and I felt we had some poor coaching decisions. I also thought we had some good coaching decisions. I'm very mixed. I, I feel like this fan base is all over the place. I listen to a lot of Knoxville sports radio, not state run, just Knoxville radio. And I listen to a lot of call-in shows. And last night it was a mixed bag. I would say it was almost 50-50 of, man, I feel good. We're heading in the right direction, but we still got to be by 26 or 24. And I hate Coach Hopple. What's he doing? He has horrible clock management, blah, 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 blah. So I don't know where to go with this. Um, I was frustrated. I thought his – let's start with the good. We'll we'll good, bad, good this. We'll Oreo it if you're in management, the Oreo uh, effect here, the Oreo management skill. So what I'm going to do you – now my watch is telling me to stand up because, you know, I haven't stood up any today apparently. So Josh Hopple, I thought, schemed well as, as far as offense. And, man, if we could get this guy a quarterback and maybe three receivers, he – I just – I feel like we could have won that game. We just don't have – uh, what do they call it, the Jimmies and Joes? We, we, we've got the Joes, not enough Jimmies. We need some players. We need some SEC talent. All of those guys that left, those 30 dudes that decided to go jump in the transfer portal, the transfer whatever, the quantum leap, uh, whatever you want to call it, that they left Tennessee to go find a home somewhere else. If we would have had some of those games, I mean, who knows? Who knows? We don't know. Football is so much momentum-based, and I feel like here comes that middle part of the Oreo I felt like we had a shot there, and I see why he didn't do it, and I see why I'm frustrated about it. So two things here. We're moving the ball downfield after we get the the turnover from Florida there, moving it down. We've got two timeouts. And like a minute left to go, we're running, we're running, we're killing so much time trying to call a play at the line of scrimmage. I would think that we would, as a coaching staff, have a two-minute offense like instilled in their brain. If this happens, we're going to run X, Y, and Z play. And then if this is A, B, and C, or M, N, and L, whatever it may be. And I just didn't see that last night from Hopl. I thought that that was a struggle. And he said in the postgame interview, he was like, hey, that's my bad, you know, the officials got the balls on the line a little quicker than I thought to, and it ran down, and blah, 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 blah. We didn't get in field goal range. And I just – and he said that, you know, the defense was tired. He didn't want to give them time to sub in by calling a timeout. I get all that. I just – as a as a fan, I just felt it was mismanaged. Granted, I'm not making millions of dollars a year on the sideline at Neyland Stadium. Get it. I get it. But Norm's eyeballs, Norm's podcast thinks that maybe a timeout would have been warranted there. Collect our thoughts – and been like, we're going to throw the deep ball, which we did once last night. Bravo, bravo to Hendon Hooker there for connecting one time on a deep ball. I'm so excited for that. I really, really am, but I'm still just frustrated. We are like a quarterback and a handful of receivers away from, I mean, really, we're a quarterback away last night, quarterback and maybe one receiver away from us having maybe a 10-point lead at halftime. Now, Florida's a great football team. You're not going to catch me saying they're not. I'm not, I'm not under the orange-tinted glasses, the orange umbrella of whatever. Ten, Florida leads the all-time record, I think, uh, 29 to 20 uh, in wins. They have dominated us since, like, the year 2004. I think we've got one win since then. Um, since I'm a 38-year-old man... Tennessee has only managed to win uh, against Florida like seven times, I think is the record, uh, since 1990 when we started playing them on a religious basis, like an every year basis. And it's just, to me, it's not a Florida hate week. It's it's not. I've, I know that I have several friends that are Florida fans. I don't know why they jumped on the bandwagon, but when I was younger, it was very competitive. Those mid mid to late 90s and early 2000s. I think when Tennessee was like four and seven, where it was back and forth. And I really think in that time frame, time frame, we've only beat Florida in back-to-back years, maybe once or twice in that whole stretch. So I don't think it's a rivalry. Do I love watching it? Yes. I want it to be more competitive. It's not going to be. Uh, I still think Tennessee is probably a year or two away from being competitive with the Florida Georgias and Alabamas. And then you say, well, that's three years into Hopple. And then the fan base is ready to run him out. So I just don't know how I'm supposed to feel. I'm so conflicted. He he looks like he's a great offensive coach. We're just a few steps away. But, you know, the million-dollar question is, as, as UT fans, are we going to allow him another couple of years before we re- we're we ready to throw in the towel? And that's not talking about Danny Watts' new proposed, you know, removing the grandfather seating, the donations, and all this garbage he's got going on at the hill over there that nobody is excited about uh and, and not to mention the he's wanting to remove up to 25,000 seats from neyland Stadium are you ready for that are you ready are you ready to go from 102 to like mid 70s that i nobody wants that i'm telling you right now nobody everybody wants to get 102,000 people rocking in the stadiums now i was under the impression now i know i'm derailing i'm derailing and i'm sorry they're doing all these renovations. They're going to put up another jumbotron on the, the other side of the stadium. Going to take out some seats when they do that. All this stuff, I'm just not for it. I'm not for uh, this NFL game day experience that Danny White wants to to put up there. I, I just, I don't get it. I don't know why he wants that. I guess it's uh, so it looks like it's sold out in the upper bowl is, is not vacant, maybe, I don't know. I, I don't make these decisions. I just look back from afar and be like, I'm judging you from over here, my friend, as I sip on my tea over here. And I'm very conflicted, again, about a lot of the stuff going on. Anything aside from UT basketball and UT baseball over there, I'm just conflicted. I'm, I really am. I'm I'm 50-50. You could flip a coin if I, if I'm upset, mad, or happy. Uh, you know, I've said it once and I'll say it again. I am not of the mindset of, you know, moral victories and college athletics. I just think it's silly. And I don't think you can really call last night's game, you know, getting beat by 24, a moral victory. I talked to my great buddy Garrett and I was like, I really think Tennessee's going to hold him to seven. You know, it's going to be a 17 point game. And and it was until the end, and then Dan Mullen had to you know get that cheap shot for all of his betting friends to cover the spread, which is great. Let me read you off some stats. Paid attendance last night at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium was eighty eight thousand four hundred and seventy eight, and it was rocking. And big ups to those Vol fans uh, that tr- made the way down to to the Swamp and Gainesville. Uh, it's a lot. It was big represented. I mean, that's the one thing you can say about Tennessee. Let's compare them to Florida State because both of these programs I feel like are Florida State and Tennessee. I feel like are. Two two programs that are eerily similar big in the 90s and have dropped off i bet there was fifteen thousand people there when florida state got shellacked by arizona yesterday if you're on the ticky talk if you're if you're any of the social medias apparently they have a like a parking garage app at florida state uh, and a couple other parking garages weren't full at all and so people are poking fun at that but the one thing that UT has, head and shoulders above everybody else, is our fan base. We are diehard. I mean, when people say Vol Twitter is, is the mecca of Twitters, it's true. I mean, we ride or die. I mean, we are Dominic Toretto through and through. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Do I have my... Yeah, we're doing this number right here. Sorry, as we're going on. Winnings winning. Winnings winning. I don't have the family one. I'm sorry. I didn't have it queued up. But we are. I mean, we are just a glutton of punishment when it comes to UT fans. And me included. I mean, I you you heard when me and Garrett were on a podcast a few weeks ago how I was didn't want to have anything to do with UT and then I'd set them, you know, as national champions undefeated the next week. And then I'm whatever. I just I just wish they would be I just wish we could win eight or nine games regularly. I wish we would be competitive with Nick Saban and whoever's the coach at Georgia these days and Dan Mullen in Florida. That's what I want. I want to be competitive with them. I'm so sick and tired of being a bottom rung SEC team that no one cares about. I really am. And you see it in the kids when they play last night. They just, you know, they don't have that mojo that Tony Vitello's team has. They they've not come back and won a close game. They don't know how to win. You hear that in sports all the time. They don't know how to win the big game and they've not done that yet. They've not. They, they they don't know how to do that. They don't have enough players to do that. The 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 diamond in the rough of this season is Tim Banks and his defense, which has been just phenomenal. But even that, you know, in the third quarter with this hurry-up offense, it's it's frustrating because they're gassed. They've got no legs going into the fourth quarter. So then it makes you question, hey, Hopple, maybe we need to slow things down. He's not going to slow it down. He wants to go fast. You know, go fast, like uh, Talladega Knights. But he's not, and it becomes this battle of he wants to go fast and, and get in situations, but also you're burning out your defense, which is the best part of your team right now. So, again, I'm all over the place because I, as a fan, that's where I'm at as a UT fan right now. I'm all over the place. And if you want to be mad and be like, Hopples, Hopple's doing horrible, you're you're welcome to that feeling. I feel that sometimes, or if you want to be like, man, he's, he's, he's got so much promise. There's so much talent coming down the pipe. We just need to give him some time. I'm with you on that, too. My only knock that I currently have on the guy is that Hendon Hooker looks so much better than Milton. I don't understand how Milton got the starting job over um, Hooker. I, I don't get that, and it's the same thing with Jabari Smalls and Tylen Evans. Evans looks so much better as a running back than Jabari Smalls, and I don't get why... Uh, smalls and Milton got the start over those other two guys I don't I don't get it I don't know if he promised him that I, I really don't so if you know the answer to that please yell at me hit me in the comments section throw me a dm on twitters and let me know because I don't and it's it's very frustrating for me as a UT Vol fan let's talk about the player of the game I have never in my lifetime Cooper Mace did anybody see when they had him going up to the trainer and it looked like his pinky was broke sideways and his ring finger? That man is the definition of grit-grind nation. I mean, holy cow. Give him the John Wayne Award. Whatever we want. Norm needs to come up with a something. Player of the Game Award. I just felt bad. It was almost criminal. I heard that last night on a talk show. Criminal to leave him in there, but talk about guts. Uh, I heard a on Sports Talk this weekend that I think it was his brother, Kate Cam, Caden, Cooper, and I don't. I'm, I'm sorry. I have a sports podcast about UT, and I've slipped their name, but I'm not. I don't want to edit this, so I'm just going to keep going. One of them played with like a broke bone in his foot his whole senior year in high school. I mean, what is it with these guys? In the what are they drinking? Uh, I guess he's just trying to make his draft stock go up as a whatever as a NFL offensive lineman. But really, truly, if he's going to be out next week against Missouri, that is not looking good for our run game. Uh, up the middle because that's the only place we could run the ball last night was uh, behind Hog Molly, Cooper Mays. Big ups to him. I hope he's okay. I will give you a scouting report next week after the game if he's playing or not. I would assume he's not going to play. I mean, I, I mean, I played all last night and I don't know how. Uh, I don't know how he was even effective. You could see toward the end of the game there they were running off sweeps uh, to the sides there. But anyway, anyway, I digress. Let's move on. Uh, UT football the next two next week is away at Mizzou. The following week is South Carolina. These are two, I would call, coin flip toss-up games. Uh, for Tennessee to get to 6-6 six and six of this year, they've got to get one of those, I really both of those games, in order to make that happen um, because I do not want to go 0 oh, for October uh, and November until South Alabama. So, But anyway, moving forward, let's talk about the Bravos right now. Actually, moving forward, let's talk about the Atlanta Braves. And, oh, my gosh, the Atlanta Braves. They are <sighs> – if you are a UT fan or an Atlanta Braves fan, one—I don't know how you're doing it. I don't know how I do it. Last night, I—I I just slip-flopping between both games. I was almost—I was having heart palpitations. I thought I was going to croak over once or twice. It's just a lot. It really is. Whew. I mean, again, this our good friend Greg Maddox Jr. Maximus Freed. Coming in with another complete game 96-pitch shutout of the Padres on Friday night. Thank you, Max Freed. Last night, the Braves came back in late-inning heroics to win 10-8. to eight. That game, Braves should have gave up. I think they were losing 7-3 to three at one point in time. Fought and struggled back. Definition of BDE mojo there. Uh, the Braves are going into Sunday's matchup with the Pir- or, <laughs> it's the Padres, Norm, come on, the Padres, with a one-and-a-half game lead over the fighting Phillies. Then, after today's game, I think the Phillies and the Braves both have an off day on Monday, and then they start a three-game series, which is essentially going to figure out who – wins the nl east i mean really i need the pittsburgh pirates to beat the phillies today and i need the braves to win the braves have got to sweep the phillies on a three games if not this is what you're going to hear i mean they need to have the panic purge button going on in their heads right now every game from here until the end of the season is must win for the atlanta braves the next six games they have to win there is no if ands or buts about it if they lose it's it's uh, what is it, path to victory, as a lot of people say, to the playoffs, is probably not going to happen. I mean, it's really not. They get swept by the Phillies and their season's done. They lose today to the to the, pirate, to the Good gosh, Norm, it's the, it's the Padres. Padres, Pirates, Phillies, oh my. Pirates and Padres and Phillies, oh my. Pirates and Padres and Phillies, oh my. Sorry. That's how Norm feels about the Braves. I don't. I'm afraid to talk anything more about him. I'm afraid to give you analytics and pitchings and all that stuff. The Braves are six and four over their last ten. Really, really need to win out from here on out. Will Smith blew a save Friday in a close seven run game. That would have been great to get that win. Then we would have had a two and a half game lead over the Phillies, but we didn't. We didn't. And I told you last week to use your baseball eyeballs when it comes to Will Smith, but he actually played baseball last night and closed the game out with two strikes and. Didn't give me any heebie-jeebies, so that was good. But anyway, as an Atlanta Braves fan, we all collectively have to play. we I'm not even on the team. They have to play their best baseball going down the stretch. They have got to, got to, over this next six-game stretch, three against the Phillies, three against the Mets, at worst, go five and six. If they don't do that, I am super scared. And I'm allowing them to lose to the Mets. That's the only team they can lose to is the Mets. They cannot lose to Philadelphia. Bryce Harper is going to be playing his best baseball. He plays his best baseball against Atlanta. He always has, and he always will. This is closest he's been to an NL MVP in quite some time. I personally, as a Braves fan, do not think he deserves uh, the MVP, Most Valuable Player Award. Look at his stats. Come on now. There's nothing special there. Every one of the Braves has got more RBIs than that joker does. Come on, look at it. Our infield's the best infield in baseball. Our lineup currently, while they have hot and cold days, is arguably up there pretty good. Now, Norm, you're going to say they got beat by the Dodgers. I get that. I'm a Braves homer. Let me have my moment in the sun here. Full stop, as the kiddos say. I was in my fields today. I was looking for all kinds of sad songs. I mean, I really was. We were going for alone by tramples and t- er, tram- tramples trampled by turtles um, I was just I was like oh I mean it was all it was bad I was doing some of this right here I was all in my feels for this now I'm going to tell you when I do a podcast next week if the Braves are not going to make the playoffs I I don't know what I'm going to play I don't know what song I'm going to play I don't know if I'm even going to do a podcast but I can tell you, I'll be decked out in full norm emo gear. I will have black pants, black shirt, black Doc Martens, black eyeliner, black everything. It's just a lot. It really is. And I've been all over in this podcast today, and I don't care if you don't like it. It's mine. It's my 30-minute therapy session for the week. And you just just don't listen if you don't want to. And if you listen, thanks. Whatever. But anyway, I think that's all I'm going to talk about today today. We're getting close to UT basketball, so we'll be talking about that soon. The baseball Vols, Tony Vitello himself said, Norm, we've got game day scrimmages or Orange and White scrimmages next week. I do not know if those are open to the public. Uh, They have not announced that as of yet, but mark on your calendars November the 2nd. Uh, They're going to do an Orange and White, a fall World Series classic that will be open to the public at ne- uh Nelson Stadium, Lindsey Nelson Stadium. They are also doing a kind of a tri state, uh, Tri's Point, Tennessee. I don't know what I'm going with here. They're going out west, Chattanooga, and then Knoxville. So you can catch them three times at the end of October as well for that. Check out Vol Baseball on Twitter or go to utsports.com for more information about that. I will obviously cover that. Uh, the Vols have a top five recruiting class for recruiting class, recruiting class norm for 2022 and i'm very excited about that i'm looking forward to it um you know baseball hot in the streets keep it that way i will give you playoff baseball coverage i will continue that whether the braves are in it or not still going forward me and rocky and maybe another special guest will be getting together in the very near future to discuss a podcast probably will not be sports related maybe a little probably not a lot of pop culture uh for that also, movies coming out in October. Movies are back, ladies and gentlemen. Movies are back starting Friday with All the Saints, uh, the Tony Soprano. You know, Tony Soprano. You know what I mean? Pauly coming back here. Uh, we're going to go check that out for New Jersey. So, now I'm here with Tony Soprano. I thought I did pretty good on that. But uh, that starts. Then you've got Dune. Uh, then you've got The Last Duel. Then you've got The French Connection. French Dispatch, I'm sorry. French Dispatch, uh, The Last Night in Soho, uh, Dune, I think I said that, No Time to Kill. October, huge month for movies. So I will be, maybe I can snag old Gary Cheatham uh, and we'll have a, a classic pop culture uh, podcast in the near future people are busy and i don't want to hold them to do things but if, if we've got time we'll squeeze one in there because i love hearing myself talk i've said it once i'll say it a thousand times i love to hear my voice but anyway everyone that is all norm's got for you today i hope you have a glorious glorious weekend the sun's shining get outside and do something fun if you can't watch a lot of baseball and a lot of football also Do you like the Titans? Should I talk about the Titans? I mean, they had a great game against uh, the Seahawks last week, but I don't know if that matters or if anyone actually cares about that because I know I don't really. But anyway, but if you do, I can do a little Titans talk. We can tighten up uh, as an Oilers Tennessee uh, organization there. I think I've rambled enough. I think I rambled for like an extra four or five minutes there uh, just doing that. Real quickly, if you've not listened to, I know what we're going to go out to. I know what song I'm rushing here. If you've not listened to this album, go give old Casey Musgraves a listen. Tell her Norm said, hey, she doesn't know who I am, but but go check out StarCrossed, her latest album. Uh, It's really good. I would highly recommend it. It's worth a listen. Uh, Billy Strings also came out with an album last week. Also worth a listen. But anyway, everyone, Scruffy City Sports, Norm signing out. Casey, take us away and I will see you in the future.